And now, live, and by that we mean recorded in advance, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing love-shaped state, it's the Gut Check Podcast with your hosts, Ted Cluck and Zach Bartles. Hey, welcome back to the Gut Check Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Cluck, joined as always by uh, co-host Zachary Bartles. Zach, it's been, uh, it feels like it's been forever, maybe, since we've done this, since we've sat down here in the studio and, uh, and and done what we love to do most in this world, which is uh, record a podcast together. Now, I didn't know that you were the host and I was the co-host. I, oh, I, I didn't mean anything by that. I didn't that realize that. Authoritarian dynamic. Is this more of a complementarian? I, uh, I believe in hierarchy. I believe in things being delineated. And <laughs> I've got a, I've actually got a flow chart that I want to show you. It's back it's back at corporate. And by that I mean like two rooms over. Everything's boxed up at corporate though. Yeah, Every, everything's yeah, yeah. everything's in the big file box. Two thirds of corporate is gone. But, uh, <laughs> and the rest is apparently being sold at a garage sale this weekend. Baby, listen to me. Hear this. Uh I don't mean anything by that hierarchy. And in fact, I wanna re I wanna retake that intro. Uh, uh-huh. Hey folks, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. Uh, I'm here with host Zachary Bartles. I am co-host Ted Cluck. Better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. better. I feel like I've, I've righted some wrongs, <laughs> which is really what this is about. Hashtag co-host lives matter. <laughs> Why'd you have to go there, Ted? You know what I'd like to do right off the bat, Ted? Yeah. Since we don't have an energy drink to crack open this week, yeah, I'd like to read doing? some five star reviews that would oh, make us feel like that giants. gives us energy. That puts that puts wind beneath my wings, as it were. <laughs> so uh, I've got three that we haven't read. Uh, are these for the podcast or for the books or uh, what, are, what are we talking? We got about both, here? man. Okay, we got some from our podcast. Let me just start by reading one from from one Constance Doyle, Connie. And- <laughs> I like how Ted is automatically like best buds with anyone whose name man. is mentioned. Absolutely. Be like, yeah, this is someone from Pakistan named Ahmed bin Cedar. He's like, oh, Aki. Oxter. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this says, I found this podcast through the Happy Rant, which I found through John Piper's son, Barnabas. That's good. A little bit of the history of yeah, there's, finding There's things. a provenance to there this. There is, yeah. <laughs> Aside, uh-huh. I was reading an article yesterday yeah. uh, on, on a mommy blog. Okay. I got there through Facebook. By the way, we need to talk about this. This needs to be an entire segment. So, so talk about the mommy blog. Well, Did it have? Was it was the picture a picture of the like a silhouette of the mom and the and the little kid walking along the beach, or was it like messy like finger painting? Or no, what, what are we looking at? Neither. It was like one of these snarky like I'm a mommy blog that makes fun of stuff like a mom, but I'm still edgy. And, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> and and it was the article was I saw it, it linked some someone's okay. thing on Facebook, and it was yeah. like how to be the perfect perfect Christian family on Facebook. Nice. So I went to look at it. Yeah. And I'm reading it. It's a hilarious article. Okay. About two-thirds of the way through, I'm like, yo, I got to tweet this to yeah. Barnabas Piper because it's exactly his sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. I get to the bottom. Even though it's on a mommy blog, it's written by Barnabas, Barnabas Piper. Piper. And I, I, I tweeted that to him, and he said, it's good that my sense of humor reminds you of my sense of humor. Dude, that guy that guy writes like an animal yeah. on the internet. Man. Yeah, He's prolific. He but but it doesn't seem like someone. Sometimes when people write a lot, it yeah. just seems like they write a lot. Seems and like someone just trying like lots of things. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, like like churning through like kind of possibilities. But with Barnabas, it seems like he's more at home with. Seems with natural. It. Yeah. So back to Constance Doyle, Connie. Good old Connie. Good old Connie. All right. Who knew my love for Pastor John would also lead to my new favorite form of entertainment? Yes. I did, actually. Uh, Constance, yeah. I did. Uh, I am probably in a minority as a college-aged girl in the Gut Check Podcast's Army's 
fan base, and sometimes I get lost in the, in the sports commentary. What? Which we've done, like, one time. Of. Oh, the, like a fight. Yeah, okay. a fight. Yeah. Uh, by, another aside. Yeah. I, I've started, when I listen to the Happy Rant, once uh-huh. the sports stuff comes on, I just start, like, tapping ahead and seeing, oh, okay, it's done. <laughs> Says you and every other mommy blogger who listens to the Happy <laughs> Rant. <laughs> we actually got some hate mail about that on our Twitter feed this week, Really? Yeah, so not hate mail, but but it was a mom type who said, you know, <laughs> are you? Uh, <laughs> I don't even want to get into that. Okay, no, I, I, so you know what? Let me get back. It's neither to here nor there. I feel like we're a short change in Constance Doyle because yeah, we keep like we keep you didn't get footnoting what she's yeah. saying. Yeah, should I start at the beginning? Start at the beginning. I found <laughs> I found this podcast through the Happy Rand, which I found through John Piper's son Barnabas, who knew my sp- no, that's gone. There hasn't Why been a went-wanet for like four episodes. Baby, you're kidding we me. We shamed him into not went wanning I need to talk to someone at the Happy Rant, meaning Steven, and get the went nanet back. I've lost my went wanet which sounds yeah. like a way of saying like I've lost my mojo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. i got to get my went wanet back. Right, right. Dude, and, and that was, that's a major thing because remember that kind of like... I feel sp- like that's a total rebrand. You remember you know? that, that sort of spoken word, like jazz cat kind of like, <laughs> like, uh, like poetry slam thing that oh. I, that I saw on, on the internet with, with Stephen Otrogi from like several years ago. Yeah, yeah. He, that, that starts with went wanet Wait, wait, wait. The Jefferson Bethke, like, spoken word yeah. thing starts with Wat Wanna? Yes. That's, or, yeah, I think so. So that was that was the beginning of, of Wat Wanna. Or that's always just kind of been his theme music. Like, when he walked into... His the, intro music. When he walks into a room, he hears that in his he head. He hears Wah, that. Wah, or, or audibly. He has it playing yeah. on a loop somewhere. And not yeah. anymore. Oh. It's gone. End of an era. Baby, this is a problem. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak with someone... <laughs> Because I know people on this other podcast uh-huh, that I'm yeah. a part of, meaning the two other people who are part of it. And yourself. I'm going to make it a crusade to get <laughs> Want One Out back. We all have our causes in this world, Zach. For some, it's, I mean, for Cliff Graham, admirably, it's, its you know, stopping human trafficking. For me, right now, I want to get Want One Out back <laughs> on the your start, your sites. It, it, that's more realistic, I guess, than most people's. Kind of like grand vision for what they want to accomplish. That's my grand life. vision. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You can probably get that done this afternoon. So. I, I'm going to try my my darndest, as they say. <laughs> you know what, though, I think we've also gotten distracted from Connie again. Connie, sorry. Let's start again at the beginning, right, from I, the top. I found this podcast through the Happy Rant, which I found through John Piper's son Barnabas, who, who knew that my love for Pastor John would also lead to my new favorite form of entertainment. I'm probably in the minority of a college age girl. Slow down, though. That part's awesome. I'm probably in the minority minority as a college age girl, and the gut check army fan base and sometimes i get lost in the sports commentary but these guys are hilarious yes regardless of your understanding of the subject matter or lack of subject matter yes we will be it's a podcast about nothing yeah oh (laughs) they will be relieved to hear that i am the third appreciator of the downton abbey commentary in their niche of a niche of a niche i love it thanks for all the laughs Dude, that's spectacular. Connie, thank you for the five star. Even though this is a screenshot, I'm going to click that this review was helpful, even though yes. I won't do anything. Yeah, there click we go. a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> the next one, look who it's from. Look who it's from. It's our boy Cliff Graham. Lion of War. Now, I wonder his... if he wrote this or his operations manager wrote it. <laughs> Either way, I don't care, mind you, but. I want to see the flowchart of. I want to see his that. corporate flowchart. Yeah, oh, my goodness. Five goodness. Stones Media. It's probably got, like, people on six continents, subcategories of subcategories. Shell, shell corporations. You know, I don't even know what that is, but I like the sound of it. Do you remember when I was telling you that, I, that uh, Cliff Graham, this is before you ever got on Twitter? Mm hmm. Um, 
Uh, and Which I'm still really not on Twitter for the record. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of half on, half, half on. on. Half on is all right. That's yeah. good enough. But uh, I said, Cliff Graham listens to our thing, and, and we were talking about how, how stinking awesome Cliff Graham is. Yeah. And we had this conversation about how his, his life is probably like, you know, how like you and I get up in the morning, and like if, if my wife is in bed, I'm like, okay, Zach, don't fart. <laughs> because I don't want her to like 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 my yeah, you know, yeah. like a normal guy like I get up and I get, like, my mouth tastes bad and I gotta brush my teeth. Dude, I think Cliff gets up and there's like a shaft of light like coming yes. in through a like a stone cutout in the room and you yes. know like the like the wind blows and and, and his and his wife is, is like uh, sitting up in bed eating like like marmalade that was made in their cellar and, yeah and he like she's pronounces, backlit yes yeah. always backlit yeah always backlit and, and then he probably like recites a sonnet that he wrote like yeah. in his head that morning yeah and she and she's just like oh Cliff yeah that yeah. that's that's probably more more or less anyway right. um, we're we're interrupting Cliff Graham now too and then and then he grabs a sword and and like the sword <laughs> and where are you going with this I don't know and, and, <laughs> Here's the problem why I don't know where I'm going with it. It occurred to me that I didn't know the thing that you use to sort of like swaddle the sword to your body. You know what I mean? There's is there's probably a word for that. Like the thing that the sword sort of <laughs> <The> gets... sword? <laughs> well, the sword would be in like a scabbard on a belt, a I guess. A scabbard. Right? Okay. That's the thing. The scabbard. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so he takes the sword <laughs> and the scabbard and... And, and sort of like lashes it to himself and then goes out and like... And it conquers, yeah. Yeah, and conquers. Right. Exactly. That's just where I was going with it. Okay, okay. I just... I lacked the word scabbard. Is because the, the only two people kind of in the scenario were him and his wife. It kind of concerned me that he was taking out a sword as all. No, no, no. He wasn't... A, yeah. Okay. All right. Just all right, to so, clarify. So uh, you want to read that one? Yeah, this is a short one, but it's great. Uh, this is, again, from Line of War, five stars. Uh, it simply says this. I think I laugh for 40 consecutive minutes at these guys. Don't miss it. Nice. Except that, except that a lot of our episodes are like 48 minutes. So. Right, right. So part of it is, you know yeah. what, though? Yeah, there's, there's, there's seven or eight minutes it could go either way. He probably gets lost in some of the sports commentary. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe the Downton Abbey commentary, more likely. Yeah. Um, why don't you read the next one, too, since that was so short? From Shenanigans19. What a great name. Ah, oh, Shenanigans. I love the word Shenanigans. I do, too. Remember it's on, the best uh, word. <laughs> Remember on Super Troopers when he's like, next guy to say shenanigans, I'm going to pistol whip him. <laughs> Dude, I think I've lived in like a handful of kind of small, smallish Midwestern cities, and they all have a comedy club which is named Shenanigans. <laughs> you know what they I mean? They don't, they should. It, no, and they do. It's all in a, like a strip mall in like a <laughs> kind of post-industrial part of town that's not cool. And the only reason anyone goes there is to kind of say they've been at the comedy club and feel like they live in a hey, in, yeah, in I was, Manhattan. I yeah. was at Shenanigans <laughs> eight years ago, <laughs> and the tickets were free. <laughs> right, right. And the guy there used to uh, open for yeah, yeah. Carrot Top. Open for the guy behind the guy. And, Maybe his, and his claim to fame is that he once met Frank Turk in a uh, diner. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Waited in a line. The line was around the around the block. Have you ever been to Shenanigans here in uh, in Lansing? I didn't know there was a Shenanigans. There Lansing. is a Shenanigans. There's actually two Shenanigans. There's one kind of up on the north side, um, and, and then there's one in Frandor. I think. No. Isn't there like a there's ha no. ha hole in Frandor? No, there's not. The only uh, comedy club I've ever really kind of gone to uh, more than once was Doctor Grins mm. in Grand Rapids. Doctor Grins. Grins at the Bob. Downtown, oh, I love which it at the Bob. Actually, yeah. was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. We used to go all the time in Indianapolis, actually, when I worked in radio. Nice. I would, yeah, we'd get free uh, comedy club passes all the time. It was a blast. We didn't have kids. You know, it was a different time. But, 
But but anyway, uh, from Shenanigans19, and I, Zach, I love the title of this five-star review, this particular one. He says, these guys know words, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Thank you, Shenanigans. Uh, he says this, words can sometimes be fun. However, sometimes they cannot. Like the way your sixth grade English teacher tried to make you think diagramming a sentence was fun. Well, fear not. These guys know words. Many, actually. You see, for most of us, words are like Lucy and our intentions are like Charlie Brown. Not for Ted and Zach. They have words and they kick the crap out of them. Oh, oh shenanigans. Shenan. Oh, good old Shenan. Good old Shenan. I remember man. when I went to the haha hole with Shenan one Shenan time. Shenan O'Connor. Nothing Sh compares to you. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got... I, I don't want everyone to feel intimidated if you self-publish some books. Okay. Ted and I, uh, we, we both... Uh, uh, publish things traditionally, but then we've also got our, uh, you know, we talk almost nonstop about Gut Check product. Our I company, understand. and in fact, yeah. this podcast, Zach, I don't know if we want to go into this right now, but this this self-same podcast that we're on and that, that you people are listening to <laughs> has been, uh, you people. has been, I don't know how you say, como se dice, invited to... Uh, to enjoy to join a much bigger and much further reaching uh, podcast network. Oh, you know, which is a thing that we've kind of been kicking the tires on here at corporate. You could say uh -huh. um, we've had some meetings, some focus groups about it, and uh, and and boy, we just don't know. We just don't know what direction to go with this. But the stipulation was um, we had to change the name of our podcast, mm -hmm. and we had to also talk about gut check a lot less. Um, so as, as of now, I think we talk about gut check maybe three minutes per forty-eight minute episode. Right. So ostensibly, we would have to cut that down to like zero, zero minutes, zero yeah. minutes, zero percent. And here's the thing about that: uh, no, it's never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Let me cons no. Yeah, yeah. Let me. Think of it. I'm no. actually going to pray about no. No, no. I'm not, <laughs> not going to pray about it. Yeah, I'm not either. The answer is no. <laughs> um, but we have we have started this great kind uh, of kind of niche punk rock publishing empire that we like to call Gut Check Press. And it's sixth year now. Sixth year, baby. Can you believe it? Where's the time gone? I don't know. You know what I wish we'd done? Right right at the beginning. I wish we'd hired like a middle-aged lady to like scrapbook the history of Gut Check. <laughs> you know what I mean? One of those scrapbooks, that was like a thing people used to do and they used to take out those huge tubs with yeah, like, yeah. like stamps and different things. I wish... I want you know what if there's a middle-aged lady listening to this and you have scrapbooking supplies <laughs> now baby stay with me you're laughing as though this is a silly idea <laughs> and it's actually the best possible idea okay so here's the invitation uh, if you're listening and you're a scrapbooker I would like you to make a scrapbook of gut check press you could use things like our five-star reviews pictures of us um, corporate logos Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Various things that you find on the website or even just on the interwebs about Gut Check Or Press. pictures you draw of us. Pictures that you draw of us. <laughs> I would love that. But and me, do it in middle-aged lady scrapbooking fashion. It has to have that look and feel about it. Ted, let me ask you a question. Yeah. How many Reformed pastors do you think have met with a couple okay. because the couple was in the midst of a fight Okay. In, this, in the right, 90s. This is getting deep. Yeah. In the midst of a fight over how much money was spent at Michael's for <laughs> scrapbooking supplies. Michael's. Baby, I, I approach this with a, with a good bit of trepidation because I happen to know that both of our lovely ladies 
have have dropped a good bit of cashish at Michael's. <laughs> I bought some uh, elastic there just this past week, actually. Too. You you buy all of your lashing supplies at Michael's. <laughs> your your boards, your elastic, your <laughs> Velcro, Velcro. Baby, I, I know we're getting off topic. We're veering far afield here, but is it is it time to talk about what I see across the room here in the studio? What, something what? that you brought in. Let me read this little puppy. Oh first, yeah, read uh, this. Yeah, read this. All right. This one's called Do Not Read This Book, and it is a review of Reraptured, the dispensational mm. thriller. And uh, it says it's by Mary Woodard, okay. but then when you go down to the bottom, it's actually not. It's by Michael Woodard. So apparently okay. he's, as a, in true complimentarian fashion, he's just yeah. like, I'm co-opting. I'm, I'm co-opting I'm commandeering my wife's... Your, uh, your now, if he was a true complimentarian, he wouldn't let his wife even have her own <laughs> Amazon account. <laughs> It says this, yeah. you're a dispensational pre-mill in your eschatology, reformed in your soteriology, not reformed in your soteriology, a third-string quarterback with a chiseled jaw, a football coach, ever been a member of a tribulation club or any other person in the world, and you do not have a sense of humor, <laughs> then caveat emptor. Otherwise, and that's Latin, by the way, mm. it, means, it means by your Which you know because you were homeschooled. <laughs> <laughs> almost just spit out stuff all over my computer, I love it. Um... Otherwise, if you don't take yourself too seriously, then you will love this book. This book can best be described as a rapture-themed comedy, drama, sports, suspense, homage romance, semi-biographical, historic, prophetic action thriller. Ooh. I know that these may sound odd. I'd read that. Yeah. I'd write that. <laughs> I'd write that. Twice. I'd <laughs> <laughs> write and rewrite that. Exactly. But to quote the book, quote, it all makes sense in a weird kind of way. While reading this soon-to-be modern classic, mm. I, I'd take... Umbrage with that, though. That would seem to be a modern classic. Already? (laughs) I laughed, I cried, I threw up in my mouth a bit. On second thought, it may not be the book's fault that I cried. He has his own stuff going on. He has his own stuff going on. I learned the sound that an exploding grenade makes when a young college kid heroically lands on it to save his love. Spoiler Spoiler alert. It's boff. I will wait with much anticipation for the audiobook version to be released. Oh, I wish we could. I wish we could too, man. Oh, we can't. (laughs) (laughs) Though I have no inside knowledge, I would imagine it would be read deadpan by the authors and special guests, much like they do with a certain tweeter's offerings on the Gut Check podcast. Actually, you'd be wrong there, Mary Michael, because Mm. uh, it was done with a lot of inflection uh, when we actually did the reading. Uh, Side note. A little too much, maybe, for for certain characters, (laughs) certain situations. Side note, also do not go check out the podcast if you take yourself overly seriously. Too late for everyone reading here. On that note, I end with a personal note to the authors. Thanks for a great rapture. Michael Woodard, at R. Michael Woodard, Lieutenant Colonel, Gut Check Army. Mm. I took the liberty of giving myself a raise in rank after that review. Hope that's okay. That is Absolutely. You feel free to do that. And you know what? Give your wife, Mary Woodard, uh, an honorary uh, lieutenant... Private status. first class. Private first class. Yeah, you gotta yeah. start at the bottom. And, and G.I. Jane. <laughs> I thought that movie was money. I didn't see the movie. It had Viggo Mortensen. And, ah, that guy's the money. Yeah. He's great. And, 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 and uh, it, it, you know, that, that, that's the kind of movie you and I ought to watch, watch with the wives and, That'd be and cool. make fun of. Because yeah, it's horribly cool. 90s, but it's It's horribly awesome. 90s, and, it, and is it super heavy-handed about, like, the women's issues? Oh, my it? gosh, yes. Yeah. That oh was kind gosh. of a rhetorical question. But. It, it, was, it was like, you could... You could actually fuel a. Uh, you, could fuel a <laughs> you could fuel a Prius with the yes, issues. Yes. <laughs> and the angst and all oh, the, the ooh. angst. And all the, ooh, I'm, yeah. Ted, are we going to talk about another movie that we watched before we get to the lashings and the. <laughs> the this movie that Maybe we watched we from the 90s? We, we, yes. 
We, we watched a little movie called uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Have we not talked about that we, on the air? I can't no. believe this. We haven't podcasted in two weeks, man. Oh, it's been forever. It's a, it's a little uh, foreshadowing of what it'll be like uh, when no, you move to baby, Tennessee. No, don't say that. We're going to podcast weekly. <laughs> I'm gonna podcast from my office on campus in the in the sort of ivy covered building and all you right, know. all right, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, we no, we will. <laughs> we will. I'm I'm making assurances. So so Ted, what do you um, what are your first impressions? I mean, I know it's not your first impressions because you saw yeah. that movie 25 years 25 ago. 25 times, 25 years ago. Yeah. But what uh, what stuck out at you this time most of all? <sighs> you know, <laughs> what stuck out at me, I, I think. I'll, I'll give a broad category, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna hone in on it a little bit. But the, <laughs> broadly, I think what I'd like to say about it is that nearly anyone in the picture would have been a better choice to play Robin Hood than Kevin Costner. I think we really decided that Christian might, Slater should have done it. Right? Christian Slater absolutely should have done it. The fat guy who played Friar Tuck would have been oh, a way better yeah. Robin Hood. Yeah. Um, Little John would have been an amazing Robin yeah, Hood. Yeah, even Morgan even, Freeman, if you want to take it in a little different direction, you know. I, I think you might have pointed out uh, Little John's <laughs> uh, resemblance to a certain uh, kind of amateur singer come celebrity. <laughs> what? I don't remember. <laughs> you, you, your wife said, "Is it is it Little John's uh, wife, uh, Susan Boyle?" And you said, "I think I think, I think Little John." <laughs> Cut that out. That makes me look like a horrible. No, person. no, you're 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 commenting on Little John's makeup job, not on yeah, Susan Boyle. Yeah, so. exactly. So, yeah, I, I I think what I'm trying to say here, Zach, and I'm kind of I'm I'm being a little coy, but I think Kevin Costner might be the worst actor uh, of all time. Even though once in a while he'll fool you into thinking he's good, like in The Untouchables. Well, and, and that's the weird thing about Costner, man. And I have to give credit where credit's due. Or, or the, the Untouchables is one of my favorite movies of all time. Field of Freaking, freaking Dreams. Freaking Field of Dreams probably is my favorite movie yeah. of all time. It's incredible. And he's in both of those. And he's the leading man in both of them. And I think it's because certain characters, that stoic, like, that I've stoic got so many issues inside that I can't emote. That deadpan, kind of, yeah, emotionally stilted guy, which is what he played in both of those films. Films, albeit completely different films, that works for him. But a guy with actual kind of emotions and a guy who's supposed to have charisma and a British accent and a British accent, you just can't do it. So, so that have you run through? <laughs> that to me was the funniest thing about the movie is the fact that you know here they are in Britain and he's supposed to have this British accent, as does like everyone else in the picture, except that he sounds like he's from Ohio. He sounds like he's from. Like Columbus, you know, and he's a robot from Columbus. He's a he's a he's a very deadpan roboty guy from Columbus. I don't know. I could go on and on. Zach, what were your? Give us some impressions of the of the film from your standpoint. I I honestly had to work Ted to, to make fun of it because I still really? I, it's still just I get I get like the goose pimples, man. Really? There there are certain See, parts of that when he yanks out like like when he rips off with his teeth a couple of the the. Feather things, yeah, uh, whatever they're called. Cliff Graham knows what they're Cliff called. Cliff Graham knows what they're called. Cliff, tell us what they're called. Yeah, uh, so that his arrows will go out in two different directions. When Cliff wakes up in the morning and he's backlit, and there's like doves uh-huh. flying in out, slow out motion of the window in his room, he he takes one of those things from the quiver and just points it out the window and, and shoots the doves and shoots. <laughs> <laughs> And shoots one of the doves just because he can, and then like, up for breakfast. And then he pulls another one out of the quiver and shoots whatever they're going to have for breakfast. Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe they were having like a dove kind of omelet. Kind of <laughs> they, they, they could have a dove omelet. You I know, don't know. I bet Cliff Graham is one of those guys who looks extra manly while he's cooking, which is something that's really hard to pull off. But yeah. Like, what do you mean by that? Quantify. I mean, like most guys when they're cooking, 
look really mincy and like feminine. Yeah, like oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And, like, yeah. like every like like the devil wears Prada and like all yeah. those movies. Um, and Julie and Julia. Yeah, the boyfriend always tries to like make cooking. a meal. And, yeah. and every time you're like, okay, well, this guy is definitely not wearing the pants in this relationship. Look at him. But yeah. once in a while, you'll see a guy who like. The fact that he can cook is like this bonus Renaissance man kind of add on. Oh yeah, yeah. To the fact it that just he's makes awesome. him more money. Yeah, because he's awesome at everything. Yeah. Um, that I bet you Cliff Graham when he like, like can cook. Yeah. And when he does, it's just like completely effortless. Yeah. And 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 it's and it involves like like pulling the feathers off from something that there's like an animal on a spit like in the middle of the <laughs> in the middle of the room. Nice. Which is the light the, like the right mix of herbs and spices on it. <laughs> What were we talking about here? Oh, Robin, oh, Hood. Robin Hood. Um, yeah. So, so my my thought was that it was it was insanely awesome. Cliff Graham should have played Robin Hood. Holy crap! Yes. He would have been like twelve at the time, but it wouldn't have mattered. I want to know who's going to play Benaya in the in Cliff Graham's movie. Not Is, not Kevin Costner. Spoiler alert. Don't be Kevin Costner. No, dude. Kevin Costner's he, he's washed up. He was in that Superman movie, and I don't How think anyone this, knew who he was. I got one for you. Who's it? Christian Slater. Oh, you yeah. probably could get him at a at a uh, discount yeah. these it's days. A bargain at twice the price. Seventeen failed TV uh, pilots later, dude. Seriously, that guy's money though, and he was money in Robin oh, yeah. Hood. He was really cool in Robin Hood. My my ultimate guilty pleasure, Ted. Yeah, is the movie Cuffs from the nineties. I love Cuffs. Really, Cuffs is a good movie. Oh my yeah. gosh! Now no. I probably haven't seen it as many times as you. I think I probably only saw it once or twice. But uh, I would watch Cuffs again. Whenever I'm sad, I watch Cuffs. Do you own Cuffs? Oh yeah, let's watch Cuffs, dude. They, I, I can't make fun of Cuffs. Okay, I, I have that close of a relationship with it. <laughs> yeah, dude, the bad guy. Let's watch Cuffs unironically then. All right. Yeah. The bad guy who's got his face covered with a, a, a bandana <laughs> yeah. or a handkerchief, and then he's wearing a t-shirt with a picture of his face uncovered on it. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh my gosh, I love that movie. Now, Zach, to bring us back around to uh, to Robin Hood, didn't uh, didn't we get some live tweets from Rachel Held Evans during uh, during that picture? I believe we did. Whatever happened to those, man? Um, well, you, you can find all of them on the Gut Check Army page, but you can hear a couple of them right yeah, here and yeah. now. Yeah, maybe, maybe we give a little teaser, and then the rest will be on the Gut Check Army page. Um, <laughs> all right, boy. Really? Turned on by at deadpan Kevin Costner bathing nude in the waterfall? You're better than that, at Maid Marian. <laughs> <laughs> Maid Marian really wasn't better than that, though, is the thing. Yeah, I, I think that's what we all kind of surmised only, from watching it again. I don't think that Kevin Costner is a worse actor than her. No, you're right. They were they were equally yoked in that yeah. regard. Scroll down a little bit, because I see something that, that I like here. And it's just one, one thing. Hashtag Occupy Sherwood Forest. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a cause that would really resonate with Rachel Hill Evans, and, I, and clearly it did. I like, at Friar Tuck is the first... Hashtag emergent pastor. Hashtag beer church. Ah, beer church. <laughs> this movie is ten hours long. I could have read two books by at Phyllis Tickle in this time. Oh, boy, you got that right. You got that right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that well, movie never ended. It never ended. It's still going. You know, I feel like we should just mention this thing because we, we opened the... And I'll, I'll feel weird if we don't close it up and get some... Yeah, yeah. Um, some closure on this if, issue. If you remember my palm case, mm. which... I, Ted, I don't know. about ad nauseum on this show. I don't think I've ever heard your wife laugh as hard <laughs> and as loud as she did when she was looking and inspecting, inspecting the craftsmanship. <laughs> when she the pulled, aftermarket craftsmanship. No, yeah, what was it that made her laugh the loudest? <laughs> when she pulled out the sad, like uh, exhausted, uh, speedy rewards card. 
<laughs> with the sad rubber band wrapped around it. Yeah. I, she, she like, I was worried about her for a second. I'm like, what yeah. happened to KK? Yeah. And then I realized she was just laughing at me. Yeah, she was. And, and what I've got in front of me now, Zach, this is a, boy, this is a handsome executive case. Well, thank you. It's a and pad it, folio. Is what it's it a is. pad folio, and it looks like you've upgraded in size. This one is a little bit bigger than, the, is, palm, yeah, than the palm case you were working with. Still black, still faux leather, you know, all the things that you would expect about it. Now, I'm going to open it up, and it just, if you don't mind, I might just kind of spitball about what I'm, what I'm seeing here. Right, okay. There's nothing in there. This is supposed to be for an iPad, but I don't, I don't okay. get that. Yeah, yeah. You could, you could tuck your palm in there, but I see we've already got a... Now, did, did you retrofit it here with the with I did the put Velcro? a little Velcro on it, yeah. Folks, that's the sound of the palm tungsten. When you say executive, yeah. you hear... Yeah, ex- nothing says executive like some Velcro retrofitted to a, to, uh, a notepad like Executive this. or a first grader taking off his boots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we've got some educational software just... Tucked neatly into a into a pocket, Ooh, little CD-ROM pocket, and now we have we have several varieties of a business card here. So oh, yeah. we have the Zach Bartles Pastor business card. They're um, all they're all for Zach Bartles Pastor. They're just they're okay. They trying to get rid of those varieties. Yeah. yeah, this this one's a little bit less exciting, um, but uh, <laughs> but still nice. Now. <laughs> This to me, Zach, is the this is kind of the fillet of of the the attaché here. Make if you sure will. that doesn't come off. No, I, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> what we got here is a is again a little a little area now. It, <laughs> a little area. It looks to me like, and I just want to talk about the craftsmanship on this for All a minute. Right. Can I can I do that? <laughs> Go for it. So now you open this thing up and you see the the Samsung phone. And to, to the naked eye, it just to the untrained eye, it just looks like a a burner phone. It just looks like a phone lashed to a to a thing. But I want to I want to talk about what what it took to get it there because, to, to in my mind, this was never here. None of this was ever here because it looks to me like you cut, uh, you cut into the into the sort of fabric backing. I did so that you could lash a piece of uh, a, a piece of Michael's elastic indeed yep. into that spot, and then you kind of shimmed up. The area with just what looks to me like a, a, a normal piece of cardboard. Let me here. give you a little insider look here, Ted. Yeah. What happened was when I put that through the the backing. Yeah. The the strength yeah. of the Michael's elastic was actually it was too strong. It yeah, was kinda, starting to rip. Yeah. So I went into the church library. Okay. We had two copies of a book called Wild at Heart by okay. a, a four foot eight uh, author named John Eldridge. <laughs> yeah. And uh, who I, ironically is into like cutting things yeah. and probably oh like, yeah making so it, it, that's yeah. why it's extra strong. I, and, and the cover was black, and I yeah. thought it was perfect. So I just cut. There's a hard cover. I cut a okay. couple of squares oh, and gosh. reinforced some things with it there. And, and then you, so you cut the square, and then you tape the square down. That's, that's with, gorilla tape. Looks to me like black kind it's, of. It's gorilla. Gorilla tape. tape. Okay, that, there's only. One I don't want you to call that duct tape. That's yeah. gorilla tape. And then you slide the phone in, and it looks like it was always meant to be there. It does. The yeah. You, you know? thought it had until I told you. Just a few hours of work, and you're there. You know, and your phone is lashed down, and this person will organize it. <laughs> Now we've got the executive notepad here in the upper right-hand corner, and then in the lower right. Oh, careful! Careful! Oh, careful! Tip. Careful! Yeah. See, I don't go. know how it works. It's the moleskin. Oh, it's the moleskin. Indeed, with uh, with some ideas in it. Yeah. Just some, oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. you got you got the moleskin, but then you've got kind of like a backup notepad. Yeah. So so if you're not writing sort of important things, like if you had like a grocery list that to you didn't do, want right, in the moleskin, yeah. you would put it here or on my palm or on your palm. Or the anywhere possibilities else. Possibilities are endless. Yeah, I just feel like this attaché opens up a lot of possibilities for you as a busy executive. See, I didn't. You know? I didn't tape this down. Okay. So yeah. I need That's to why there's a little that. play there in the. 
Baby, thanks for letting me talk through that. I feel, you know, I. And you, you know what? You can walk around with me while I hold that. I would love to do that. <laughs> I'd love to walk around with you while you hold this and and have people comment on it. Yeah. Well, like, hey, might... you must be an executive because of that <laughs> thing that you're carrying. I heard the sound of Velcro. Are you an executive? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I heard the sound of Velcro on cheap vinyl. Are you an executive? Oh, baby, what else we got? We got time for one more thing. A well, little, we, uh, we got a couple. We got to see if we can actually hook up with uh, Weebus. Oh, we're going to talk about, uh, and then I wanted to talk about my summer book list. Oh yeah, and then we could save some of that other stuff. Yeah, we'll for save next it for time. next time. I'm getting hungry. Next time, what do you want to get? A box I'm, of tacos? I'm getting hungry for tacos, baby. I think we're, we don't have enough money in the gut check account to actually get um, the the Supremes. So we're not. Well, let's gonna, get regular tacos. Yeah, we can afford that. Just the regular box of tacos. We're not going. The last okay. thing I'm going to do is dip into my actual pocket to buy tacos. That's so, coming out yeah, of gut yeah, check. Yeah, that's coming out of company funds uh, because we are executives. Go. Weebus. This is the Weeb. Oh, the Weeb. How are hey, you guys doing? Is, uh, you have no idea what, what joy you've brought us today, man. Well, likewise. So uh, I maybe got a little wind blowing here, but... Uh, Weebs, generally... what are you doing in real life, man? In real life, I uh, own a consulting business. So you really are like an actual business mogul. I actually have, uh, you know, two hands in my business and then like a little toe in another business. So, wow, um, it's it's mogul with a, a lowercase m. Baby, at the risk of sounding awkward, <laughs> you need to get a body part in the in the gut check business empire, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can talk about that. You know, have your people call my people, and uh, we'll we don't have any people. But we'll have Cliff Graham's people call you. <laughs> Let grand people call you and then cut your people in half if it doesn't work out. Yeah, because I got a, I think I got an ear and a nose uh, available for for something else. So, dude, right on, man, right on. Well, uh, Zach, are we ready to go live with uh, with Weeps? Chuck, first of all, let me just welcome you to the program and thank you for being willing to uh, take time away from your two businesses and your life as a media mogul to talk with us today. Oh, you're welcome. The pleasure is all mine. Chuck, have you enjoyed the, the kind of level of fame that you've attained via uh, Twitter and via this podcast, man? Is it? Ha, have you wrapped your mind around that yet? I mean, have you, have you come down off the mountaintop, as it were? No, I'm still, I'm still up, uh, up on top of the mountain. My head is in the clouds. It's unbelievable. Mm. I wake up sometimes in the middle of the night just thinking about all of the, the opportunities that I have been provided you know, with the help of uh, one Chaz Marriott. Yeah, particular. I mean, the, the people that say that fame won't make you happy or won't fulfill you, I, I really believe that they're wrong. Yeah, and they're weak. <laughs> That's right. Hey, hey Chris, <laughs> uh, I'm wondering if you heard uh, Ted's talking with uh, Stephen Notrogi and Barnabas Piper about uh, the, the Weebus persona. Well, I did, I did hear uh, that on a, a, a parallel podcast uh, about a week ago. So It's a lesser was, podcast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and speaking of lesser podcasts, I, I think it's worth bringing up that there's a reason I joined the Gut Check Army as opposed to somebody else's army. So, And what is that yeah. reason? Well, first of all, I think better uniforms, number one. <laughs> okay. Uh, secondly, you know, push-ups are optional. But then, That's uh, true. <laughs> third, uh, you know, the commissary. I think you guys offer spectacular deals. 
and, and meals at the commissary. So I, I frequent that and have enjoyed really every aspect. I mean, being so even loosely affiliated with you guys has been, I would almost say, a lifelong dream. We just let me let me jump in there with a little thing about our, our meals and our food related thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we take uh, between us twelve tacos, which is a normal thing that we do. I don't know if it's a normal thing that we do. Chuck, sometimes when you're in business, and, and I bet you can relate to this. You know, I, I go out here in town, and and everybody knows me as a local business mogul. You know, I kind of have that swagger and that. Uh, you know, they see the sport coat and the khakis and the, you know, and the pinky rings and and <laughs> there's a certain. <laughs> And the lapel pins, you know, <laughs> there's a certain level of deference that goes with that. But then, uh, you know, when Zach and I eat at this particular establishment, I feel like they're a little, they're they're almost a little intimidated by us. Mm-hmm. And full right. disclosure, it's Taco Bell. Oh, they come off yes. a little overly familiar sometimes. They and do. I think that's they their do. way of dealing with who's in the drive-through with the intimidation that they feel vis-a-vis this company. But so we noticed something when we were eating these tacos, uh, and I wonder if you have any insight of this. Uh, On each of the tacos, at the top of the wrapper, it says, 100% real seasoned beef. (laughs) Can you speak to that? (laughs) Why would they need to put that? uh, You know, I have different theories, and um, I guess there's a story that's related to that. Wow, Uh, throw it, man. In my my family growing up, uh, when I was a kid, you know, me and my brother, we got to pick the restaurant at which we would dine on our birthdays. Yeah, right. And mine was was the bell. And really? we would go to the bell, but here's the humiliating, you know, factor. We would go in, my parents would buy me, you know, my tacos, and then we yeah. would proceed to a different restaurant. Oh. So <laughs> wow. So and it I was think, Red Lobster. <laughs> uh, uh, not quite, but uh, you know, they they must have known something. And I I think uh, you know, in terms of there are various disclaimers that you know we in business have to put out there from time to time, and you know, my <laughs> guess is that it's associated with that. I'll tell you a quick story about my uh, my days in a high school youth group, church youth group. You guys all have Taco Bell stories. Oh yeah, there this was is a, a this is an important time. You need to share. You know what? We can get this off. Hopefully, by getting this off our chest, we'll actually get the plaque out of our arteries. You know? Yeah, right. But there was a girl named Dana who, who uh, as all high school girls do at some point, became a vegetarian. Yes. And uh, we all went to Taco Bell one day. Was uh, she very smug about it? Was oh, it? Yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, you know, meat is murder, this whole oh, thing. Yeah. That wasn't a thing yet, but, you know, yeah. the same idea. What's going on, Weebus? Oh, sorry, man. We got alarm bells going off here, and uh, I'm going to do my best to uh, just make some adjustments here at Mission Control. Chuck, you're good, man. You're good. You do whatever you need to do, my friend. Well, you know, it takes a lot of talent to do what I do. And I <laughs> honestly, I couldn't do it without you guys. Which apparently oh, is driving around in a car. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> we get that a lot. I, it's, it's a little surreal because I actually feel like I'm listening to a podcast. Mm, maybe you're a but part of the podcast. And then you're talking the to the time, podcast, so. and the podcast yeah. is answering. If you've had trouble dealing with the fame that, that you've... The 17 you know, Twitter followers that you've kind of experienced now. I mean, once this thing drops, man, it's going to be – Chuck, it's going to be madness for you. Yeah. Except, except I sort of feel like you were also interrupting the podcast because I was trying to tell a story. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Go. I'm so sorry about that. It's a little wrong. Really. You're beeping and buzzing and stuff. Tell us about Dana. Dana's <laughs> vegetarian. So anyway, we go to Taco Bell. Dana orders three beef tacos. Okay. 
She bites into one of them. And I said, Dana, you're not a vegetarian anymore? She looks at me dead serious. She says, it's not meat in these tacos. It's filler. Wow. TSP, bro. We all have stories. What's TSP? Texturized soy protein. Mm. You can't really go far without learning some TLAs, which are three-letter acronyms. (laughs) (laughs) TLAs, man. Now, Chuck, I... uh, we fired up our technology here on this end of the program. Uh, here in the studio, we fired up the 80s randomizer, and we delivered uh, via technology to you uh, today's tweet, man. Actually, it sounds like it's going through right now. Yeah. yeah. So, Chuck, if you would, uh, be so kind as to read the Rachel Held Evans tweet. And again, uh, for those who are new to the program... Um, each week or nearly each week, we try to read or have a celebrity reader. In this um, case, a celebrity reader. In this case, a celebrity reader reading a Randall Hub Evans tweet to which, and this is the tricky part, Zach, and this is, I think, what makes the concept so so unique and so interesting and fresh is that we can't uh, we can't respond in any way. No laughter, no commentary. Wait right? a minute. Wait a minute, Ted. I, we I, just let we let Rachel's words speak for themselves. I, I don't know how we're going to pull this off because the last uh, tweet that was read yes. uh, by Billy Joe Armstrong that was only like a week and a half ago, and uh, in, in it you said she was taking like a month off. She's taking a month away. So I, I I guess the randomizer didn't work and didn't find a tweet because she's not on social media. Well, no, actually, Zach, what didn't work was her attempt to stay away. <laughs> From social media. I think she made it about a week. And then when she came back, she tweeted like 4,000 things. So, so, so I've just, I've said one of those things to Chuck Levis. So Chuck, without further ado, man, <clears throat> do your worst. Okay, let me, uh, I got to stretch here for a second, do my exercises so I can loosen up. <laughs> okay, are we ready? We are ready. So far. My 30s have involved becoming more confident in who I am and less confident in what I know. Ooh. <laughs> no Can comment. I point out that you just responded. <laughs> How did with, I respond? By chuckling? With kind of a chuckle in the... Ooh. Like a kind of sarcastic, <laughs> ooh, that's deep sound. Now, you're, you're imputing my motives, Zach. <laughs> what, all right, what, what, I was chuckling about something else. How come we're not still flying? <laughs> Freaking Weebus. Weebus, that was the money, dude. That radio that radio uh, trailer for the book, man. Everybody loves it. So yeah, I, I, uh, I had so much fun with that, but I feel like I sort of jumped the shark right off right off the bat to mix no, the force. So the thing about jumping the shark, Chuck, and, and take it from us, we are we are longtime media moguls. We feel like you're kind of you're kind of our mentor. We've kind of taken you under our wing in, in the world of media and fame. Well, then he would have taken us under his wing if he was our mentor. No, we're his mentor. Oh, all right. Oh. That's the dynamic of the group. I got you. But, uh, we're, but the, what we're, the, we're the wind is, beneath each other's wings is what we are. <laughs> that's a second reference to wind beneath it wings. It is. Today. Yeah, that's, that's been on my mind and on my heart, apparently. <laughs> but I think when you jump the shark, when you have something that you think is jump the shark, the way that we deal with that is to just keep doing it. Yeah. Double down. Yeah, double down on whatever that down. thing is. Yeah, they call us double down. <laughs> no, that's that's why I was so I was so thrilled in the last episode when you guys decided to cancel the taco review right in the middle, but then you just you just bulldozed forward. And, Keep doing the taco review, yeah. 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 This is just a bad keep, idea. Let's do it. 
You know, yeah. there, there are instincts that you have in this business that you, you can't teach it, Chuck, you know? And, <laughs> you, know uh, you, guys are, you guys are walking the talk, as they say, oh, in my business. So. We are. We you are. Know, we're, we're WTT. Walking the <laughs> walk, walk talk. I love it. <laughs> you know what we need to do, Ted? What? Sometime soon is get Weebus and Turkish on together. Oh, that would be unbelievable. It would really be unbelievable. Oh man, this is this is like uh, this is this is like two degrees of gut check press. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is this is almost too much for me to handle. You know, I, I'd almost be tempted to jump on uh, you know the Weebus Studios corporate jet and just fly back to wherever wherever this fine product is produced and mm. make a showing in person. To me, that would be like Dude, I said, that would be a, that would be incredible. Come true. We I could, think a tour, a tour could uh, could be arranged. Dude, a tour and, of uh, gut check, man. Yeah, a whistle stop it. tour. Gosh, you guys, the synergy on this call is unbelievable. You know, I just thought of something. And, and I hope you're writing this down in your executive attaché. Tell me if I'm speaking out of turn, Ted. Okay, I bet because just because of our high regard for you, mm-hmm. that Ted would be willing to sell you his house for asking price. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so funny you mention that because it's it's like you're reading the mind. You know, when you've been in the radio business long enough with somebody else, you know, it's, it's like you share a brain. And that's exactly what I was thinking. I would be happy to sell this house to Chuck, you know, just to have a place to crash. Because he's Chuck. Because he's I just, Chuck. I, exactly. Yeah, I, my standards are, are, are not that refined, but I do have, you know, one request uh, yeah. anytime I see a house and I need to have toilet brushes prominently displayed. Oh, there it is. There it is, which is a reference to something. Well, Something obscure that. that I wrote. Yeah, Chuck, this has been uh, this has been a pleasure, man. Um, oh yeah, the pleasure has been all mine. I mean, thank you for for uh, I don't know. Thanks for thanks for thinking of me. You got, for making me feel special. Chuck, we think of you more more often than you than we would care to admit. Probably. Yeah, more often <laughs> than is normal. More often than is normal. You know, folks, you can follow him at. Real Chuck Weebus. He's at Chuck Weebus, but his display name is Real Chuck Weebus. Okay, I'm sorry. At Chuck Weebus. uh, Follow him. Do whatever he says. Do whatever he says, and things will go well for you. Weebus, is there anything else you want to promote while we've got you on here? (laughs) I just would like to promote Re Colon Raptured. Oh, Oh, nice. That is the best possible thing that you can promote because... Uh, it is the great American novel. Yeah. And I don't feel like I'm exaggerating when I say that it's it, it, it's a novel that defines a generation, Zach. Um, and a sub-sub-subculture. And a sub-sub-subculture, exactly. Uh, Chuck, thanks so much, man. You have made our day, my friend. Hey, thanks for the phone call. I wish you guys, like, lots of success. Oh, so that was Weebus. Ah, oh, Weebus. Man, what, a, what an exciting time for the company today, Zach. I feel like we've... Uh, we've, we've taped a great app. I mean, I don't want to celebrate too soon, but I feel like this has been some of our best work, uh, in radio and, and we got to talk, talk to Chuck Weebus. I mean, what a, what a day. It's these, it's these kind of things that make you get out of bed in the morning. You know, sometimes yeah. I lie in, I lie in bed in the morning as I've already described. And yeah. Think, yeah. Like, in should detail. I bother getting out of bed? Yes. And then you think, wait a minute. Weebus is calling. Weebus Literally, is call- later, Weebus is calling. Weebus is calling my show, meaning the, the occasion where I talk into my computer. <laughs> <laughs> what makes it a show is, is when I open up Windows Notepad <laughs> and, I, and I add the name of the file to an RSS feed. You know, and there's no better feeling than doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I hit save. And yeah. There it is. 
Now, I have one more thing I want to do, and it, and it uh-huh. relates a little bit to, uh, you know, we've talked about how there's another podcast that once in a while will take a segment we've done and kind of do it, it again. Yeah. And, and I want to kind <laughs> of like <laughs> j- jump on, on that in a very meta kind of uh, niche of a niche of a meta of a niche way. Niche of a meta of a niche of a other pretentious word of a... <laughs> and, and, and I understand from another program that, that you're not a big fan of the summer book list. No, I'm not, Zach. I feel like it's a, it's a really pretentious thing. It's it's you know just sort of intellectual grandstanding. Like, look how smart I am. Look at the quantity of books I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Look at the look at the quality of books that I'm reading, etc. Well, Ted, I want to change your mind about that. Okay, by wow. sharing with you my summer book list. I'm willing to have my mind changed, which Zach. is actually not in any way grandstanding or self-aggrandizing or, yeah. or any yeah. of that. Kind no, of thing. humble from the heart. Yeah. So let me open it up. You know what? You're a straight shooter. <laughs> okay. Here, here's my summer book list. Here's what I'm going to read on these lazy summer days. Lazy summer days. This, this is what you're going to take to the beach. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's funny. Living in Michigan, you're always very near a lakeshore. Mm-hmm. A beautiful, pristine one. Beautiful. Hardly anyone ever goes. No. And when you do go, you never read a book. Yeah. You when you, sand in it. Yeah. When you do go, it's kind of hot and miserable. Yeah, and the and general, like, the general public's just everywhere. Like horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the, the acronyms, dude, the, the GP is everywhere. The GP is everywhere. <laughs> All right. So here's my list. Okay. First book I'm going to read uh, The Last Con. Oh. By Zachary Bartles. Okay. Wow. It, 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 I can't read it until July. Comes okay. out July 7. Yeah. Bookstores everywhere. If you've got a Barnes and Noble near you, mm. if you've got, you know, I'd prefer if you didn't buy it at Family Christian Store as of now because it seems like uh, some weird stuff's going on. Uh, really? What with the uh, uh, bankruptcy filing and everything. Oh, wow. Um, I'm not aware. sure. I'm not sure where that all is going to land, mm. and, and if people like you and I are going to get paid for books that are purchased there. So probably maybe, not. Yeah. So, <laughs> so maybe you could buy it on Amazon, whatever. Uh-huh. But you know, it's it's a wonderful book, full of tight writing, mm. really hardcore suspense and mm-hmm. action and, mm. and, and snarky humor. Yeah. And and it's just a wonderful kind of uh, the kind of novel that you read and you think this is what novels should be. Sounds like a beach book, like a page turner. If you me. bring this to the beach, you will get sunburned because you will just stay there and read it until until it's done. Actually, it radiates UV rays. Yeah. That's that's how you're good the book is. You get burned anyway. You could get burned if you're reading it like in your in your basement. You should be so lucky. Just to right. get basement burned by this book. Right. All right, so the second book I'm going to read is called Three Week Professionals. Oh, that sounds interesting. This one comes out in August. Yep. Uh, and it's by Ted Kluck. Okay. Uh, and it is about the 1987 NFL players strike. Oh, he you is. Know, he is. Just a... I mean, he, this guy is a, a renaissance man. Radio mm, personality. Mm. Uh, you know, a, a multiple platform radio personality. He's an author. He's, he's an academic and a professor. Yeah. Um, he's, frankly, he's, he's very attractive. <laughs> you know, and, I've uh, heard that. <laughs> And he can and he can really write a mean book about uh, long snapping yep. or uh, or uh, an event in the NFL twenty uh, some years that ago. that happened in the late eighties. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and this is this is uh, a, a kind of memoir interview kind of yeah. piece. This is yeah. like a this is classic. This yeah. is the kind of thing you read, and it's classic Ted Cluck. Mm. And I get the impression that Ted Cluck is allowed to be more Ted Cluck when he's writing this kind of book than when totally. he's writing like a Christian book that's got to go through the filters of totally, all the, totally. Uh, so I'm, a, I'm even though Unfiltered I'm not, Ted Cluck. Even though I don't actually, I do kind of get lost in the sports commentary. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to this because this very concept mm. of regular guys, stockbrokers, or yeah, yeah, whoever yeah. these guys are, 
putting on a uniform, going into these stadiums where people shout at them and call them scabs yeah, yeah, and stuff, yeah. and then playing their hearts out. And I, I, Fascinating, I love, isn't it? It's so American. Yeah, it is. And, it really is. And the idea of getting angry at them is also so American. Absolutely. The whole thing is The whole is thing just is awesome. quintessentially American. This, I, love I, it. I think this book is going to be humongous. I hope so. Uh, so I think that everyone should also add this to their summer book list. Um, and I think everyone should republish this book list as theirs. Yes. And I won't be offended. In Go on your blog, just write down the titles that we're telling you, and make your own pretentious book list <laughs> starring these titles with links to Amazon so that people can buy them. So it's time to get a little bit less self-aggrandizing. Okay. Uh, this is All serious. Right. The next right. one I'm actually yeah. going to read yeah. is uh, The Christian Gentleman's Smoking Companion you by know, uh, Ted Clock and Zach Bartles. Wouldn't it be great, Zach, if, uh, if there were two guys who... who who write in this incredibly accessible yet, you know, really uh, informational and, and knowledgeable style about cigar and pipe smoking, and, and it, where it intersects with theology and theology life and, and culture and yeah, interviews, yeah, and evangelical culture, yeah, yeah. 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 If that would a be a great existed, thing, Ted, Ted. You know what would be fun? Mm. If a week from Thursday, you and I were traveling about an hour to meet with a group of people who love this book. Yeah, and who wanted to just make much of it and make much of the authors. Very excited. Yeah. All right, the next book I'm going to uh, read is called Re-Raptured. Mm. We might have already mentioned this on the podcast six times. Yeah, Yeah, and what we mentioned about it before is that it's the great American novel. And that you need to read it. Yeah. And you can only get it for your Kindle. Yeah, that's right. The great American it's novel. It's so amazing that you can't get it with paper. Or on your nook. <laughs> Or, yeah. or your Kobo. Does anyone have a Kobo? I don't even you know what that, that is. It's, there's always the three things. Nook, Kindle, Kobo. I, don't I know. feel like there's a hall named after that in Detroit. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> All right. Then the next one I'm going to read is called... And, and, and I'm getting into some, some that aren't by you, know, you and I. Yeah, okay. Um, because well, that, that's good. You need to diversify. That, that joke just jumped the shark. Okay. <laughs> so the next one that I'm going to read is called Mega. Oh. And it is by... The, One Chaz Marriott. The leadership advice in this book, the the management principles, Zach, will literally revolutionize your business. We've seen it here. It's it's turned this company around. Chuck Weebus has felt the effects. Chuck Weebus has felt the effects. Chuck Weebus, and and I don't think you would mind me saying this, has he has seventeen Twitter followers, Zach. <laughs> You know how many he had before he read Mega? Zero. Zero. Yeah, I mean, take a minute and let His that Twitter sink in. His Twitter account didn't even exist before he read Mega. His Twitter account, you could say, has grown by 170%. <laughs> from ze- from, I guess even more than that, right? Yeah, it had yeah. gone from 1 to 17. Then. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's that's, amazing. That's Suffice the kind it to of thing that amazing. can happen for you, that's right. too. Uh, and, and Mega is also one that you can get on Amazon, but you can get it as an actual book. You can get it, you can put it on your end table. I don't, you know, I don't think that one there is a Kindle. Is you can there? put it on your coffee table. I don't think it is either. We should do that. We should do that this summer. Okay. And then finally, <laughs> oh, I was wrong about the next two not being I have books to talk of to ours. Chaz about. Uh, yeah. the, the next one is, you know, you don't want to just read new books. You want right. to read some classics some too. Some classics. Everybody's book list needs to have, you know, Ethan Frome or whatever, something that you're, you catch her in the <laughs> rye. Uh, or the, what you're about to mention. Yeah, the classic that I'm going to read is is it's from it's from some years ago and it's about it's a it's a snapshot of a different Time and place, mm. you know, kind of like you know, Red Badge of Courage gives mm-hmm. you kind of this look at Civil War America. Mm-hmm. Well, this is called uh, Younger, Restlesser, Reformder. Yes, it is a look at the world of I would say six or seven years ago. You know, I think back to four that or time. five years ago, maybe I'm not sure. I think of the, I think of the cars and the fashion and and just the simpler times, Zach, in the world we live in, and I get all wistful for it. You know, Obama was president. No, dude. Oh, you know. The, the economy sucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
everybody was talking about uh, Bruce Jenner yeah. and what's going on with with <laughs> and uh, it was a wonderful time. And if you want to relive that time, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and just get a hold of either the the paperback? Don't buy it used because you can buy yeah. a lot of them used for like a penny a piece. But don't yeah, do that. You don't want to do that. People have read those while pooping. That's a fact. <laughs> you buy a book used. <laughs> you buy a book used on the Amazon. You're, wow. you're, you're holding someone else's bathroom reading. You know what? It's it's advice like that that you don't get from other podcasds. Other programs aren't going to be that real. Yeah, and, and that raw. I don't think we can improve on that, man. Maybe mm-hmm. we should. Maybe we should say goodbye here, folks. As always, thanks so much for listening. Uh, you. Uh, are, are really the people that make this podcast possible. I mean, besides us actually doing it every week and doing all the work. Actually, we're the wind beneath our wings, but you are a close second. You are a close second, and uh, we appreciate you. Uh, follow us on Twitter at, what, Gut Check Pod? <laughs> yeah. Follow us at Gut Check Pod. Uh, join the Gut Check Army at gutcheckpress.com. Oh, we just need a few more, and we hit a major milestone. Major milestone. So be that person, be, be that milestone-hitting person for us. And we will see you next time.